It's time now for the complete story, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now here's the BRN father and son team, Dick and Rich Bot, with today's complete story. You know, honest to goodness, Rich, I uh, I kind of uh, am not following the news as tenaciously as I had been. I like to keep up on events. I like to keep up on things that are happening, but my word, uh, it just goes on and on and on, and COVID is doing this, and you got to have your shots to avoid that, and your children should go to school, or they shouldn't go to school, or on and on and on, honest to beat. Uh, it would be hard to live a life without being able to put your faith in the Lord, right? That's right. You see, that's the thing, folks. I don't know how people make it. If they don't have a relationship with Christ and be able to trust God. And another thing, if you want to live a decent life, have faith, have hope, and have charity. If you don't have any one of those three things, I feel sorry for you. Without faith, there's no uplift to your life. And without hope, what do you have then? And without charity, if you don't care about the other person, if you don't want to be nice to him, if you don't want to really help him when you can, and think about him and encourage him, well then... I don't know. The Bible certainly doesn't teach any of that, but there is a song. What were you going to say? Well, I was going to say that reminds me of that song, Have Faith, Hope, and Charity. <laughs> That's the way to live well, successfully. Well, isn't that interesting? Because you, you here, here it is, folks. Have faith, hope, and charity. That's the way to live successfully. How do I know the Bible tells me so? The Bible tells me Blessed Lord, you'll surely please. How do I know the Bible tells me so? The Bible tells me. Don't worry about tomorrow. Just be real good today. The Lord is right beside you. He'll guide you all the way. Have faith, hope, and charity. That's the way to live successfully How do I know the Bible tells me so? The Bible tells me So have faith, hope, and charity That's the way to live successfully How do I know the Bible tells me so? That's how he knows it Do good to your enemies And the blessed Lord you'll surely please How do I know the Bible tells me so? Don't worry about tomorrow Just be real good today The Lord is right beside you He'll guide you all the way Oh, the Bible says have faith, hope and charity the way to live successfully How do I know Oh, how does he know How do I know Oh, how does he 
Folks, how do we know? How do we know? That's a sermon and a song. That's a sermon and a song, but the point is, the Bible tells me so. You know, that's a song that sticks in my heart, because in the 1940s, that's a long time ago, in the 1940s, my sister and I would be doing the dinner dishes in the kitchen, and I had the towel to wipe the wipe the dishes. There were no dishwashers in those days or anything like that, but that was our job after dinner. My mother cooked the dinner and everything. We had a family dinner together. My dad was always home from work at 5 o'clock, and he wanted dinner on the table because <laughs> he was hungry. But then afterwards, my sister and I uh, were doing dishes, and I can remember singing that song. And that stuck in my mind and in my heart all these years. I wonder if people listening to this broadcast are teaching that song to their children. They're sure not getting it at school. Are they really getting it planted in their heart so it sticks with them as long as that song has in my case? Rich, uh, there were several speakers, several speakers that had the same theme. That's why Bot Radio Network is devoted to Bible teaching, quality, uh, trustworthy Bible teaching with integrity to teach what the Bible says about living about all of these things to guide us through our life. That's right. And uh, these are times that we need encouragement, and we find encouragement in the Word of God. All right, let's hear what they have to say. When I look through the Scriptures, every famine that happened, every economic downturn, every plague, every disease, the people of God were sustained through every season that the world went through because they put their trust in him. Because when your trust is in the Lord, you are secure. You know, it's easy to say that we trust God when everything's good and everything's happy and all is going according to plan. We say, oh yeah, I'm just trusting the Lord and look how good everything is. But it's a whole other deal to trust God when things are not so good. You see, To trust God means you have to allow him to do what he wants to do, even if he fails. And you say, well, he can't fail, he's God. And that's the point, he can't fail. Therefore, we must trust him enough to let him succeed. But to let him succeed on his terms, and in his way, and in his time. Not on my terms, or in my way, or in my timing. To trust God is to say, I'm going to let God do what he wants to do. Lord, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to fight. I'm not going to resist. I'm going to let you do what you know is best. And I am not going to fear the outcome. The Lord, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not be in want. In other words, God says, I will take care of all your needs if you'll just trust me. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. The Bible says it like this in 1 Peter 4, verse 12. Dear friends, don't be surprised or shocked when you go through painful trials and fiery tests in life. 
The Bible says in the world you will have tribulation. Second Corinthians chapter four, verses 17 and 18 says this. For our temporary, listen, it's not going to last. Our temporary and momentary troubles will not last but they are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we focus not on what is seen, the problems around us, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary. It's not going to last. But what is unseen is eternal. Sometimes when you're following Jesus, he leads you right into a storm. Remember, in the New Testament, there are two times when the disciples found themselves in a storm in a boat. They thought they were going to die both times. But they were in the storm, they were in their trouble, not because they were doing things wrong, they were in trouble because they were doing things right. They were following Jesus. They were obeying what he told them to do. They were following his directions and his directions led them right into a storm. But if they had not been in those storms, they would never have discovered truths about Jesus. There were things that they saw about him they had never seen before, and they never could have learned them any other way except by going through the storms that they experienced. My tendency when it comes to storms is I want to go around the storm. If I see it coming up on the horizon, I want to find a way around the trouble. But sometimes God wants to lead you straight into the middle of it all because the Lord has his way in the whirlwind and in the storm. And so you follow him into the middle of it. He says, trust me, because the Lord has his way in that. When you are in the middle of the storm, that's when you look for God. Always look for God in the way things are not in the way that you hope they will be, but look for God in the way things are because he is not waiting for you on the other side of the trouble, waiting for you to figure it out and find your way through. He is in the middle of it, walking with you, working his way and his will, but you've got to trust him in it. So when God says, do you trust me? Well, then you have a decision to make. Will you allow him to do what he wants to do and not fear the outcome? Because to fear the outcome says, Lord, I don't really quite trust you. Will you allow him to do what he wants to do and not fear the outcome? Focus on what never changes in the days ahead. That'll give you stability. Don't focus on what's ever changing because we don't know where it's all going to end up. You say, well, what are the unchangeable truths that uh, that aren't uh, I should focus on? Well, God sees everything I'm going through. Focus on that. God cares about everything I'm going through. That's unchangeable. God sees and he cares. God has the power to change what I'm going through. He has the power to answer prayers. That's unchangeable. God always acts out of his goodness to me. That's never going to change no matter what happens. God is always going to act good to me. God's plan is always better than my plan. I may not see it, but it's better because he's a good God. God will never stop loving me. That's never going to change in your life. 
These are things you need to focus on, the things that never change. God's love for me, God's grace for me, God's goodness for me. Remember this. Remember that no matter what I go through, God will go through it with me. Every stage, every phase, every crisis, no matter what I go through, God is going to go through it with me. You will never really ever be alone. God is with you. He's with you right now. God has never been closer to you than he is right now. He'll never be any further away than he is right now. And remember the great promise of Isaiah 43, verse two. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned up. It will not consume you. That's what you want to focus on. Maybe a little less listening to the Internet and a little bit more listening to God. That will give you confidence. That will give you stability. That will replace your panic with prayer. It will replace your worry with worship. It will replace your anxiety with adoration. You have to believe that God knows what is best, that he will not abandon you, he will not let go of you, that you will not be destroyed by this trouble. You have to take him at his word when he says, I will never leave you or abandon you. You have to take him at his word when he says, I take all things and work them together for your good. The seed of faith, the seed of faith planted in the soil of adversity under the watchful eye of the gardener will bring forth life and beauty in its season. The Bible says that God makes all things beautiful in their time. The trouble that you are in will not last. The trouble will not last. It is light and momentary compared to the eternal glory that awaits you. It is all about your perspective. How you see the trouble is how you will face the trouble. If you see it in fear, you'll face it in fear. If you see it in doubt, you'll face it in doubt. If you see it in faith, you will face it in faith. So don't see it as the end. See it as the beginning. You have to look through eyes of faith, through a lens of hope, a lens of expectation. Remember, this is not the end of the story because we don't know what the future holds, but we do know who holds the future. We don't know all that's going to go ahead, but we're not frightened by it because we know the end of the story. We've read the last chapter of the book. We know that God is in control. We know that God is not surprised by this, that God is bigger than this. And Romans 8:28 is still true. All things work together for the good of those who love God, who are the called according to his purpose. Wow, isn't that, 
Isn't that powerful, Rich? Isn't that powerful? Those are powerful words of encouragement, and we find hope in the Word of God. And you know, Dad, at the beginning of January, this is a great time to begin your plan to read through the whole Bible in one year. And there's a a number of different reading programs that you can follow to do that. And I highly recommend uh, that to our listeners to make a point to read through the Bible this year. And just when I heard you say that, it reminded me the beginning of January is the year that is our 60th year. It is. Hey, listen to this, folks. I said 6-0, 60th. That's a long time ago. Well, what year did it start? It bought really well in 1962. And this is 2022. That's and 60 Radio years. Network was founded. Shirley and I came from the West Coast with our four little kids because I had a dream. Could I better say a vision? And I wanted to serve God by serving people. And now here it is 60 years later, and I'm still kicking. <laughs> Praise God. Listen to this lady's prayer song. Blessed are you, loving Father, for all your gifts to us. Blessed are you for giving us family and friends to be with us in times of joy and sorrow, to help us in days of need, and to rejoice with us in moments of celebration. Father, we praise you for your Son, Jesus, who knew the happiness of family and friends. And in the love of your Holy Spirit, blessed are you forever and ever. Amen. You know, uh, Rich, I was thinking, people could say, well, uh, they're just happy-go-lucky people. No, that isn't it. Uh, Have you ever heard the phrase Pollyanna and her rose-colored glasses? Because the thing about Pollyanna and her rose-colored glasses, she couldn't see reality. And reality is a part of life. Sometimes people die. Sometimes people get sick. Sometimes there's calamity. And Pollyanna is not the example. What we're hearing today on the complete story is the example. And then there was that other guy, cartoon character or something. He was always running around with his head going down. And, and uh, what what cartoon was he in? Elmer Fudd or I forget his name now. But you can't go through life uh, thinking the worst, uh, living in fear, living in drudgery, living in anxiety. And you see, folks, that's what we're talking about today, isn't it? Faith and hope and charity. Faith and hope and charity. Now, here we are in the United States of America. I was born in America. Many people were not. They came to America for the same reason that my forefathers came to America. From whatever country, all all of my generations back came from different countries a long time ago. And sometimes people have come just not too long ago. Did you know you can go any place in the world and uh, other than America, and there's a certain uh, appearance. If you go to Italy, you kind of look for Italians and they look a certain way. Or uh, China or you name it, and there's a certain, but not an American. You come to America and say, what does an American look like? I tell you what. Uh, Just stop and think about that. America looks like humanity. We are all created by God. 
and America and American roots. Now, what we have in America right now is tremendous political confusion because the leaders don't seem to have their compass going right. It used to be when we had Ronald Reagan and other leaders in our country, some better than others, where they were men of faith, men of faith in God, and they would publicly acknowledge that. Now, Ronald Reagan was one of those such presidents. Let's listen to kind of a mixture of things that he said. You know, he, he uh, spoke at National Religious Broadcasters. I was on the board of directors for many years and also in the ex executive office. And Ronald Reagan would speak every year. And there were others also. Let's hear what he said at various times. Someone asked me whether I was aware of all the people out there who were praying for the president. And I had to say, yes, I am. I felt it, I believe, in intercessionary prayer. But I couldn't help but say to that questioner after, sometimes when he was praying, he got a busy signal. It was just me in there ahead of him. <laughs> I think I understand how Abraham Lincoln felt when he said, I have been driven many times to my knees by the overwhelming conviction that I had nowhere else to go. Now I realize it's fashionable in some circles to believe that no one in government should encourage others to read the Bible. That we're, we're told that we'll violate the constitutional separation of church and state established by the founding fathers in the First Amendment. The First Amendment was not written to protect people and their laws from religious values. It was written to protect those values from government tyranny. I've said that we must be cautious in claiming God is on our side. I think the real question we must answer is, are we on his side? No matter where we live, we have a promise that can make all the difference. A promise from Jesus to soothe our sorrows, heal our hearts, and drive away our fears. He promised there will never be a dark night that does not end. Our weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. He promised if our hearts are true, His love will be as sure as sunlight. And by dying for us, Jesus showed how far our love should be ready to go all the way. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. We all come Americans yearn to explore life's deepest truths and to say their entertainment or their idea of entertainment is sex and violence and crime is an insult to their goodness and intelligence. We are people who believe love can triumph over hate, creativity over destruction, and hope over despair. And that's why so many millions hunger for God's good news. I've always believed that we were, each of us put here for a reason, that there, there is a plan, somehow a divine plan for all of us. I know now that Whatever days are left to me belong to him. 
I also believe this blessed land was set apart in a very special way. Our forebears came not for gold, but mainly in search of God and the freedom to worship in their own way. We've been a free people living under the law with faith in our maker and in our future. I've said before that the most sublime picture in American history is of George Washington on his knees in the snow at Valley Forge. That image personifies a people who know that it's not enough to depend on our own courage and goodness. We must also seek help from God, our Father and Preserver. We'll never find every answer, solve every problem, or heal every wound, but we can do a lot if we walk together down that one path that we know provides real hope. The morality and values such faith implies are deeply embedded in our national character. Our country embraces those principles by design and we abandon them at our peril. My experience in this office I hold has only deepened a belief I've held for many years. Within the covers of that single book are all the answers to all the problems that face us today if we'd only read and believe. Yeah, you know, to anyone in our audience who does not recognize that voice, that was President, former President Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan. People wonder, why are you supporting one president over another? Well, when you see the character that's real, not just promises, but the character that's real and what you support and stand for, it makes a difference in the rich. That's right. That's right. Do we have time for a listener comment? Well, I hope so. We have some wonderful listener comments we'd love to share. Let me give the phone number, 1-800-345-2621. We'd love to hear from you. All right, here's David from Jefferson City, Missouri. Hello, Dick and Rich. This is David from Jefferson City, Missouri. Let me be one of the first to congratulate you and the entire Bot Radio team for 60 years of Christian radio ministry. What an amazing accomplishment. I'm a longtime listener and you've touched my life in many ways and the lives of many others uh, through your faithful Christian programming. And my prayer is that Bot Radio will continue spreading God's word for another 60 years. Well, amen, David. David I hope we have a chance to meet yeah, each other sure. one of these days. Well, now, here's, here's a gentleman, I think, from Rapid City, South Dakota. This is Shadrach out of Rapid City. Thank you, uh, Mr. Bot, for the programs you provide. I just want to especially thank you for John MacArthur. He's a blessing in my life for uh, people that are hungry for truth. This channel is is an awesome way to get fed. Thank you for what you're doing, and your reward is great. Uh, Rich, uh, we don't have time for any more. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But uh, let's hold these and maybe next week. Okay, because we have them. some wonderful ones. So <laughs> let's tune in again next week, folks. Uh, folks, this is Dick Bott with this chapter of The Complete Story with my son, Rich. What a pleasure it is to be in the studio with him. And, uh, and we'll see you later. And God bless you in 2022.